Hey, welcome to CEO Sprints. I'm Simon Severino, founder and CEO of Strategy Sprints. We double your revenue 90 days. This podcast broadcasts the people who sprint every week to make things happen, who show up every day, no matter what, for the people they seek to serve. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in about 20 minutes. Let's go. We have the wonderful pleasure of having Maggie Nichols of Eureka Ranch with us today. Thanks for joining us, Maggie. Oh, it's a delight. Happy to be here. Awesome. So I definitely want to ask first, why the name Eureka Ranch? Where did that come from? I know, right? It is a bit of a random term. Um, well, actually, it stuck. So here's a little, uh, excuse me, it stuck. A little weird little history. So we originally started off as Richard Saunders International. And Richard Saunders was the inter- the pen name for Ben Franklin, who we consider sort of the spiritual mentor of the business because it's all about, our business is about innovation and inventing and big thinking. So Ben Franklin seems like a good, good inspiration. And uh, then we build a headquarters and it looks like a ranch. And we okay. gave it a name, the headquarters, Eureka as in Archimedes, when he got in the bathtub and he realized the difference when you get in the bathtub, white spills over, it helped him figure out the answer to a question. So Eureka. So we were Richardson International mm-hmm. located at the Eureka Ranch and Eureka Ranch just, it's viral, kind of sticks. Yeah. So it stuck. So as of, you know, 1999, we've been known as the Eureka Ranch where people come as like a safe haven for creative thinking. So Eureka kind of fits. Yeah. And that's we don't have farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering it's, if we were going to get to the farm animals part. <laughs> I know. It's actually a very palatial location. It's very unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big open space, but it's really meant to be a space where people come together and they think and mm-hmm. they cultivate new thinking and new ways of, of ideas and all kinds of stuff. It's a physical ranch, though, in the building structure, you know, the one floor. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, it's really cool. It's cool that space. sounds like it. And I feel like just the name kind of sets the tone for like the culture, like you said, of just innovation. And then when you're going to have a Eureka moment and you have the ranch. So I could definitely see why that name stuck. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it is. That's it. And you said I mentioned innovation. Of course, I would love for you to go into what it is that Eureka Ranch does, including what is the innovation engineering blue belt certification that you all provide? Oh yeah, you did your homework for sure. Um, well, okay. we what we do is we uh, <laughs> we focus on helping people innovate, right? For whatever challenge that they have. So mm-hmm. that could be on a personal level. We we joke that it's the C's, right? It's it's mm-hmm. for your career, it's for your help, innovate for your company, and help innovate for your community. And a big part of that um, that we do at the ranch and really focus on is how can we teach people how to mm-hmm. think and act more innovatively every day? Because every day you have challenges that you're like, man, how am I going to solve that? Right? It's right. not just for work. Mm-hmm. So that's actually what brings us to the Blue Belt course. So what we've done over years at the ranch is we work with big companies to come with big ideas, right? So mm-hmm. Nike, American Express, Walt Disney, they all show up, right, at the Eureka Ranch to walk away with a big idea, which is great. But we found, you know, if we want to really make a dent in the world, we want to teach everybody how to do that, mm-hmm. not just hire us, right? So that's right. where innovation engineering as a discipline came from. It's everything that we knew that it took to create an idea, to communicate it clearly, to commercialize it is all wrapped up in uh, what is called innovation engineering. It's a new Mm -hmm. discipline, the field of study taught on college campuses, and it's a business practice. I wish we had that. (laughs) It's crazy, right? So long story short to your question about Blue Belt, that's actually our introductory class. So it's basically how do you within your own sphere of influence Mm -hmm. innovate? 
right? Because not all of us have control over what our company picks to do and all that stuff, but we all own something, right? We all have a sphere that we can impact. So that class teaches you as a human, how do you create cool ideas, figure out how to talk about them in a way that gets people bought into them. And then what do you do when you have one? Because sometimes it's really hard to know, do I have a big idea or do I just have a crazy idea? Mm -hmm. Like genius and insanity are oddly two sides of the same coin. Yeah, right. So, (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to the right people, mm-hmm. they'll build you up to go after you talk to the wrong right. people. They're very quickly squash you down. So you need mm-hmm. good ways to know, am I onto something? And then if I am like, what do I do? Right. Mm-hmm. What do I do next? Mm-hmm. And so that's what that class is all about. And so I'm curious, then what is your favorite part of in the innovation process? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, you know what I love the most, and this is so, um, Oh, I can't think of the word right now. It's it's so counterintuitive, I suppose. Okay. Is the systems work of actually innovation, mm-hmm. right? So it's super fun to think about what's a cool idea and a new widget or service or mm-hmm. problem I might solve and things like those are cool. But what's cooler is when you can reinvent how a system works of people. Because once you do that, you get real change to happen, mm-hmm. right? rather than one-offs. And so those complex challenges where you're really sort of busting through the bureaucracy and going, how do we operate better? It's not just a process. You know, when those ugly moments where departments are against each other or like you're yeah. working, but but you're set up to be in opposition of this group, it's fixing those kind of challenges mm-hmm. that to me are the most rewarding because that allows, allows every project or every idea, every person that comes in after that they're so much more successful, right? Because you've made a better system. You've built Mm -hmm. a better mousetrap, but -hmm. they're hard, super hard to do. And they're complex, but they're Mm -hmm. challenging and the best kind, I think. So would you say you apply that to your personal life as far as liking the part of the obstacles and kind of figuring out how to get the system working as well? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, to my, much to my family's chagrin, yes, <laughs> I probably overuse them. So a funny little uh, side story, my mm-hmm. son, who is now almost 15, he was in maybe his second grade class, right? And and I'm a working mom, super busy, like mm-hmm. many parents are. And uh, he was doing his, it wasn't a science fair, it was his business project. And they had to come up with an idea and figure out what are going to sell for business fair. And so it was the one thing I could volunteer for, right? So I put my hand up, like, oh, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Right. So I show up in his class. Like I, like it's great. And, um, we teach like a very methodical approach to, to innovation and how to come up with ideas. And the teacher's like, okay, kids, you got three minutes to come up with an idea, which is so counter what we would teach, right? We would right. say, get some stimulus, really kind of marinate it in a little bit. Yeah, Don't overdo it. All right. Yeah. Right. And here I am going, oh my gosh, like on the spot, <laughs> you know, trying to do the whole process with a whole bunch of then eight-year-olds. Anyway, it was a little too much, but the the principles remained the same. Yeah. But he was like, my mom, I mean, I had never have I been in a higher pressure situation than in that that eight-year-old. That's because little kids will tell you about yourself. They are are ruthless (laughs) with that. They are. It's great, actually. They're very shrewd. So you you can't You want an honest opinion, ask a a little kid. Absolutely. Oh, man. No kidding. No kidding. And so what would you say? And obviously you mentioned kind of Nike and all these big businesses, but what is really the ideal client? Like what is also like the main problem they come to you all with? Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's in a challenge with innovation these days, Mm -hmm. probably more than ever. So it's hard to kind of narrow that down to just one, one particular group. I'd say the big challenge is, I think the problem that we help solve is a lot of businesses think, man, I know I need to innovate, 
Mm-hmm. But innovation is super risky mm-hmm. and it feels like something that I can't control, right? right? So either it's, I hire somebody to come guru to come in and solve my issue. Mm-hmm. But other than that, right, I don't know, or I don't have creative people, right? So mm-hmm. sort of underselling the staff that that people might have. And so our approach is different. Our approach is more like, like Deming, right? Dr. Deming, who brought in the quality movement back in the eighties and worked so much more uh, beyond that. But his, one of my, his favorite quotes of one of my favorite quotes of his is 94% of the problem is the system. Mm-hmm. 6% is the worker. So it's like, have you given people the system right. to really do innovation? Mm-hmm. So that's what we do is we basically say, you know, let's turn that, you know, art of innovation into a reliable science that you could depend on. So you've got systems for accounting, you've got systems for right. logistics. You should have a system for innovation if you want to do that. If that's, mm-hmm. That means something to you. Um, so folks that have like sort of a people centric, you know, that want to get a lot, a lot out of people, those are the most fun folks to work with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, too, like you said, the kind of like that sense of control and showing people, it's like, you will have control, just you have to find it a new way. Exactly. Well, and the, the fantastic thing about it is it's like, you don't lose by trying. So when you don't try, you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But if at least you try and you fail and you learn, mm-hmm. then at least you know that didn't work. And the next thing came. And and great, I mean, it's been said and said and said of how failure is the 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 king when it comes to innovation and trying different okay. things. But mm-hmm. you know, it, not doing something is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. a more absurd plan is to say the world won't change. Right. Let's keep going the same path over and over. Well, we know that's not right. true, especially this year. Right. And I can see really the importance and kind of the difference as far as your business, as far as teaching people how to be innovative, like says people to bring in a guru and to solve this one problem. Well, it's like, okay, but you're constantly going to have to innovate in different areas. Like, like you said, you're teaching these people, whatever, you know, the saying about a fish, teaching them in a fish, the whole thing, we won't get into it, but they are giving people the tools so they can continue to have that within their businesses. Exactly. Exactly. And then the, the, knock-on effect of that, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool, is we tend to see those people that engage their people more in the innovation conversation, bringing ideas forward, they have more intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. So imagine that in a business where everybody's just constantly has this fire within their yeah. belly to want to do more and do mm-hmm. greater. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there, but have we given it an opportunity to really flourish or is your business by default sort of using the carrot and the stick approach? If you find mm-hmm. yourself using that a lot, it's like, well, maybe I, I'm not doing intrinsic. I'm only doing X right. and intrinsic gets you so much more, gets you more people bringing you cool ideas mm-hmm. and doing unorthodox things or going to the extra mile. So it's a great um, side effect, right? It's a very positive yeah. side effect of involving them, which is cool. Right. So the business has been around for 20 plus years. Obviously it's working everything. So what is the focus for the next few months moving forward? Yeah. Good question. Um, We're really focusing on three specific areas for the Mm -hmm. next few months. Um, And it really is about um, how do we help more people in their career find ways to, again, be that innovation asset. We are working a lot with companies. That's the second one back to our three C's. So doing Mm -hmm. a lot more with companies, more on that because we're doing such a better job, I think, I hope, (laughs) teaching people how to do a certain level of innovation. There's still that sort of next generation of truly leap and transformative Mm -hmm. stuff that people tend to not necessarily need help with, but Mm -hmm. they like the security of knowing they have help to incubate. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a lot there to kind of do that truly transformational stuff hands-on, a lot with food uh, kind of organizations and things like that. And then the last one, which is near and dear to my heart is uh, on the community side. 
-hmm. So how to focusing a lot on trying to help communities in a region Mm -hmm. address either a social problem or um, how to stitch together, you know, similarly minded or similarly connected organizations. Like how do we offer a whole bunch of uh, services for small businesses who might Mm -hmm. not be able to pay the price tag otherwise, or how do we work on a common issue like food insecurity, you know, solving those kind of community um, Mm -hmm. aspects is, is something that we just absolutely love that we're doing a lot of in the next 90 days. A lot to come in the next 90 days in different areas. It's very yeah, exciting. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's 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 cohesive. For us, right. it's like many different ways to skin mm-hmm. the cat. It's just they help they happen to keep coming with cooler and cooler things, right? You know, like innovation. It continues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's so cool. For our listeners who want to follow along with what's coming, and obviously if they do decide to also work with uh Eureka Ranch, where are the best platforms and areas to go to for that information? Yeah, they should definitely check out EurekaRanch.com. And there's a spot on there to join a newsletter. So that's the latest and greatest of what's always going on for sure. Um, And then follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, Eureka Ranch is the company to hunt up. And we're always sharing when new classes are open and um, new initiatives are going on. And that's a good way to follow along. Perfect. Maggie Nichols of Eureka Ranch, thank you so much for joining us and sharing about what you all have done for 20 plus years and even the 90 days to come. Thank you. You're very welcome. Great to meet you. You as well. Hey, Simon here. Thank you so much for listening to CEO Sprint's podcast. If you are a successful CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit strategysprints.com slash CEO Sprints minus interview. If you got something out of this interview, do a quick screenshot with your phone and post it on socials. Want to know more? Go to our website, strategysprints.com, or follow us on Instagram at strategysprints. Want to hang out with other 900 business owners like you? Join our private Facebook group. It's called Entrepreneurship in Sprints. Keep rolling. Keep rolling.